to the Inkwell Isles. It's just off the coast, maybe 29 miles, where there's good and there's bad and then there's in between. With Cuphead and Mugman, you'll see what I mean. Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to iHeart Animation. Today we have a rare TV series review episode. We don't do too many of these, but somehow I've got two in the works. I think I teased at the beginning, but we're doing an episode on the Netflix series Centaur World pretty soon. However, today we're talking about another Netflix series, The Cuphead Show. For those of you who may not be familiar, The Cuphead Show is an animated series about an anthropomorphic cup named Cuphead, his brother Mugman, and a bunch of other very random characters that populate their world. What sets the Cuphead show apart from a lot of other current animated series is the fact that it's based on a style of animation that was popular in the 1930s. It's also based on a video game, but of course I'm a little more interested in the animation side of things, but even the video game was based on the 1930s animation. Joining me for this episode is Eli Sanza, who is both an expert in the kinds of early animation that the series is inspired by, but he's also actually played the original Cuphead game, which is more than I can say for myself. I guess I don't really have much of a plan for this episode. I just thought this would be something we could talk about. We don't need to talk about, like, every single episode, but I figured we could just generally talk about the show. Yeah, this is, this is probably going to be a short episode because it's, it's, like, it's not an in-depth series, really. Yeah, and it's shorter than I thought it was, it, too. There wasn't as many episodes as I figured there would be, and they were all, like, ten minutes if you cut off the credits and opening theme song. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So this is this will just be like a short thing, I guess. But it's but I still really love the show, though. Yeah, I I really liked it. It was there was some episodes yeah. that were just hilarious. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad because I saw some people uh, they had complaints about it being like too short and not in depth enough, and like that was part of the reason why they gave it negative reviews. But like I don't think it was trying to be a deep show, so I didn't really find that as a negative thing no the the main criticisms that i saw were that it didn't have like an ongoing arc like it wasn't a serialized show but there was there was a continuing storyline throughout the series so i don't know why they thought there wasn't it was ridiculous but there was one there Yeah, you know, the, you're talking about the fact that the devil's trying to take Cuphead's soul. Yes. Yeah, that was the one recurring element in the show, I guess. I guess people didn't think that was enough or something. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's more than you get with something like Looney Tunes. It's still sort yeah, of serialized. <laughs> yeah, and and also and the show is kind of inspired by classic cartoons. So yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> so it's like it's more in depth than the stuff it's inspired by. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty. That's something. Yeah, and th- I mean, I don't watch everything that comes out these days, but I have, as far as I can tell, these days you don't get shows like this. It, really, but they're sticking more to sort of serialized, <laughs> which is fine. I love those too, but you don't get anything that's like short Looney Tunes, other than the new Looney Tunes just ridiculousness 
and there's room for those kinds of shows too. So I don't see that as a bad thing. That and yeah. it's, and by the way, a show doesn't have to be deep to be enjoyable. It's it's like for what it attempts to be, which is like a kind of like a slapstick, silly slapstick comedy. It mm-hmm. it, it succeeds. It succeeds at that. Yeah, definitely. So had you played the video game that this is based on? I have. I have. It came out in, I think, uh, like 2017 or something. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and it came out on Xbox. And I didn't own an Xbox at the time it came out. So I all I could do was just admire it from afar because I loved mm-hmm. the way it looked. Like, if you if you see what the video game looks like, I don't know if you saw the video game, but if you look at it, it looks almost exactly like a fly share or a disney cartoon from the yeah. 30s yeah. yeah yeah that was the main thing i liked about it was how it was the visual style and then later when it came out on nintendo switch which is a console that i do own then i bought it and then i played it and and i really liked it it was really it's a really challenging game i i don't know like it I don't know how much of a gamer you are or if you've been hearing about what gamers think of it, but like in the gaming community, it's notorious. Uh, Cuphead is notorious for being a really hard game and you can mm-hmm. sort of tell with you if you watch the walkthroughs on YouTube and see other people play it, you can tell that it's a really hard game. And when I played it, it was hard for me too. I could te- definitely feel it. It was. It's kind of like a puzzle game, kind of like a you have to time every move right and you have mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. have to figure out the right way to defeat every enemy like completely perfectly and that's that's sort of the challenge it's not completely impossible as long as you figure that out and how to do it but it's just the learning curve is really steep yeah that was the one thing that made me of not get it like like yeah. I don't have an I don't have an Xbox so I couldn't get it at the beginning anyways but I had thought about it because it looked really fun and I loved the design and the animation. But when I play a video game, I don't like being frustrated. And I could tell that as much as I loved everything about the game, it was going to frustrate me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The thing thing that about getting that game was that I pretty sure I knew it was going to be really frustrating. And so I prepared for that. And, And so basically my goal was not to win and to, to beat the game because i didn't think i had a chance of doing that i just my goal was just to uh see how far i could get and once mm-hmm. i was in that mindset once i'm in that mindset it's a lot more enjoyable and i actually am not bad at that game i could i got i defeated like more than half of the bosses on not on easy mode but on like normal difficulty so i like i i'm not bad that is a good way to think about it. Like when I play a game, I want to finish, <laughs> and that's that's probably why ah. it, it kind of turned me off. Because like I don't like leaving things undone. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. That's. I think that's part of the reason why I don't play that many video games is because I feel like I've got to finish the ones I've got before I move on to another one. Like. Oh the, yeah. The DS, the the Metroid Two remake for DS or 3DS that yeah. came out in like 2018. I yes. I still have not finished that. I bought Metroid Dread last year and I haven't started it cuz I like I got to finish the other one first. Yeah, <laughs> you I, know what? I only have one boss left. 
Yeah, see, you're almost done. See, but like, so I I understand that. But like, I am kind of the same when it comes to when it comes to games that are like the same series, like Metroid. I'm kind of like that because I don't really want to start a new Metroid game if I haven't defeated, I haven't finished the last Metroid mm-hmm. game because I have like a. I have like an RPG, the Mario and Luigi RPG series. I have, um, I have the one called Dream Team, and I have the one called Paper Jam. And I haven't even played Paper Jam yet because I'm still in the middle of Dream Team. And it's kind of like the same thing with Metroid for you because it's like I, it's the same series. I don't want to do two of the same series at the same time. Otherwise, um, I, otherwise, I can pretty much. I, I don't mind like not being able to finish games because it's like I know that I'm probably never going to be able to anyway, so I, I find comfort in that. Mm. I suppose maybe if I would switch my mindset, I might be more open to playing it, but like when I start a game, I feel like I've got to finish it. <laughs> that, that's the one thing that I, d- I don't like about Animal Crossing is that there's no end. Like I like Animal oh, Crossing yeah. and I bought it <laughs> and I played it for a long time, but it's like yeah. there's no end and it's not there's, like it, that bothers me too much, but it still feels like I should be working towards something. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the worst possible game you could have bought is Animal <laughs> Crossing. <laughs> so congratulations on getting it. Uh, because yeah, you're right. There's literally no in Animal Crossing. I played that game. That was one of the games that I used to play back in like back when I owned a GameCube back in the 2000s. That was like mm-hmm. my sister owned it. And yeah, we, we there is really is no end. It's a it's a life sim game. And I don't know if you know mm-hmm. about The Sims, but it's but yeah, The Sims. It's kind of like that. It's like we just. And that's what that genre is, the sim genre. And see, now there are a bunch of different video game genres. You have to mm-hmm. know what the genre is before you before you get the game. If you, if you like uh, endings, then sims are the worst kind of game to get. Yeah. And I mean, I knew, I knew going in because I played one years and years ago for the DS, like what, probably the original DS Animal Crossing. And, uh, oh, and yeah. I remember I liked it. But it's at a certain point, I just had to stop because I felt like I wasn't doing anything with it. You know, yeah. You know, the thing about Animal Crossing is that, like, it's I don't mind a game with no ending, but, like, it, what happens with me when I played Animal Crossing, and this happened to me with Animal Crossing and New Leaf, which is the one for Nintendo 3DS, it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a kind of an addictive game because it's just like, it goes on and on. You can go and do endless things catch fish catch insects decorate mm-hmm. your house with furniture and you could do that for months and months and you'll never you might never stop because it's a game that goes on forever and that is something that i don't really like i like games to i i feel like kind of feeling like i'm getting somewhere so like i, I might be similar i might be similar mm-hmm. to you in that way I, yeah, like with Animal Crossing, I I like yeah. the game, and I like it a lot at the beginning. But the more I play, the more tired of it I get because I'm not getting yeah. anywhere. Right. Anyways, I guess we should get back to the Cuphead yeah. show. Yeah, get back to Cuphead. <laughs> so, did you recognize any of the main actors on this? Because I don't think I recognize anyone that played a main character. Uh, um, you know, I, I didn't 
really recognize anybody because like I was so into the world of Cuphead just uh, these characters were just like characters that existed in their own world and I wasn't even thinking about the voice actors the whole time because mm-hmm. I was just so like absorbed into the story and the fictional characters only only the only reason why I know who some of the voice actors are is because I heard about this in the promos for the show before it was released that, that like Wayne Brady did the voice of King Dice which I would have never recognized him if they didn't say that and also uh, one of my favorite voice actors Gray Delisle uh was the voice of uh, yes. Miss Callis, which and and I would have never been able to tell that either because if you if you heard Greg Lyle's work, like he, he changes her voice. She has a huge range. Huge range, yes. Uh, he changes all all kinds of different voices. These are really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a few that I thought I recognized, and then I looked them up, and I didn't, but. I could tell from their IMDb pages that most of the people on here are really prolific voice actors. So I guess it makes sense that they sounded familiar because they can do so much. Right. The one thing that I found most interesting, though, was the the person who played the devil. He doesn't have very many credits, but I thought he was great. Actually, yeah. Like, I, I don't remember who played the devil. Maybe you can tell me, but like, I, I remember the liking the guy who voiced the devil because he was really good. His name is Luke Millington Drake. Ah. And apparently he's from London, so he's he already is doing good to put on the voice that he yeah. does for the devil. But he only has four credits on IMDb. Wow. And he's he's also I don't know how old he is because it doesn't say but the pictures on here he looks very young like maybe m- mid twenties at the oldest. Oh, that, that might explain why his why his credits are so small. Yeah, but he was good enough that he sounds like he could be a prolific voice actor, and he probably will yeah, be I eventually. Bet. I wonder where they discovered him. I have a feeling it was TikTok. <laughs> Because I saw a mention of him having a TikTok, and I looked him up, and he has a long TikTok page and lots of followers. Uh, so that might have been how they discovered him. He does a lot of impressions on there. That could be, you know, like I've hearing about more and more celebrities these days being discovered on social media. So like I wouldn't even be surprised if that was how they found him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a really good Tim Curry impression, and I wonder if that was what what made them go with go with him for the devil yeah you know i i am kind of glad that they got someone unknown because it's like there's hey there's room for veterans and like completely complete newbies too and i and i love it when they incorporate both kinds of people yeah that was that was one thing that i was kind of impressed by like it was weird that I didn't recognize any of the names, but it was like they did good to get the people that they did because they're perfect for the character. Like, not that I know what the characters are supposed to sound like, but like, I don't think I could imagine these characters sounding any different. The- these voices are just so perfect for them. And I think part of that is because I've never heard these people do anything else. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And and if you play the video game, the characters in the video game don't really talk. So they didn't have voices until they introduced the voices in the TV show. So when they were creating the animated series, they had to create voice 
for the characters and to create a personality for the characters. Because if you know how video games are, they don't. Sometimes the character you're playing it doesn't really have a personality. Mm-hmm. They just it's just a blank slate of a character just jumping on platforms and be, beating enemies and stuff. So they had to sort of create a personality, and uh, they did a good job with Cuphead and Mugman and uh, Mr. Grandfather Kettle. I think his name is like they did a good job. Elder Kettle. Uh, El- Elder Kettle. Thank you. Yeah, they did a good job with all of them. Is it explained anywhere what what their relationship is to Elder Kettle? Because it says that Mugman and Cuphead are brothers, but is he? related to them at all because he's like a totally different yeah. <laughs> kitchen implement <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how that works <laughs> i i think that i think that might be one of those things that's just a mystery because i don't remember ever hearing that explained anywhere like i wasn't even completely sure that cuphead and Mugman were brothers in the video game so i think maybe they might have just invented that for the show, possibly. Then I would have to ask the creators of that for that, like, because I'm not sure. But, but as for Cuphead and Mugman's relationship with Elder Kettle, I have no idea. I just, I think that's just something that you're supposed to imagine in yourself and just fill in the blank. Like, I guess he's just, I guess he's just taking care of them. Like, you know, he, I assumed that he probably like adopted them or something like that. I don't know. I, I feel like it's not important. That's probably why they didn't yeah. explain. That's what I, that's what I assume. Whenever they don't explain, I I think I assume. Okay, I guess it just must not be important. I guess. Yeah, it's what. There's a lot of things in this show that you just shouldn't think too hard yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> like how they how. <laughs> How they can break off their handles so easily in one episode, but fall off a cliff in another episode and they're fine. This is, <laughs> yes, this is, this, I've noticed this with this show. It's like, you do not think about it too much because you will notice things that will make you scratch your head. Like, like sometimes you notice how, did you have, did you notice how like a cuphead and mugman have like the liquid in their heads, like a cup? Yes. Yeah. Which and it almost never spills. It never spills. And like, and when they're standing upside down, it doesn't spill out. It just magically stays there, yeah. even, when even when they're upside down. But they can still like drink from it, like and stuff. <laughs> and if they want to pour something out of their head, they can. It's just some kind of weird magical thing that that, but that will make your mind melt if you think about it too much. But yeah. yeah. So when you were watching, did any episode stand out for you as like the your favorite one? Oh, um, yeah, you know what? I really liked, um, see, I'm not sure why this is my favorite. Maybe I'll, as I talk it out, I'll be able to figure it out. But like, uh, I did really like the one, uh, do you remember that episode with the vegetables who like took over their like yard and like, oh, had, yes. yeah, they, they had a party yeah. and like Cuphead is trying to kick them out, but they were like, not like listening to them. And so they tricked that like onion to start crying and then they flooded the entire party and that washed everyone away. So that was how they got rid of them. And I thought of that one, that one, I did really like that one because it, uh, this might just be because I'm a fan of the video game, but like, if you play the video game, those vegetables that, uh, I think it's like a potato or something, a potato, an onion and a carrot. Yeah. So you fight those characters you, you, in the game. You fight them. They're, those guys are bosses in the video game, mm-hmm. and they look 
pretty exactly, pretty much exactly the same as they look in the game. It's like uh, almost, almost. I think they take a little bit of liberties with them, like they do with some of the other boss characters in that in that show too. But like, I did really like how they at the it, the story they invented for those characters that I was fighting in the game for so much, so, for so many times. Like, and they created a pretty good like backstory for them. I thought that was kind of amusing, and I. Uh, Kind of the same reason why I liked the one about the the frogs on the riverboat too, because like they they talk about how they were boxers in the TV show, but if you fight them in the video game, they actually are boxers, and you have to fight them as they're boxing you. Mm. And they invented a good backstory for them too. So like usually the ones with the bosses are my favorite ones, just because I like seeing the backstory for the bosses that were not explained in the game. So how many of these episodes are based on levels of the video game? Yeah, You know what? Uh, not a lot. Like, I think the ones I just mentioned were, I think they might have been the only ones. They're like, you remember the pig with the eye patch? Yes. Named Pork Ryan? Yes. Yeah, he, other, yeah, he's also in the video game, but he's uh, but he's a store owner, so you can buy things from him in the video game, like power okay. ups and helpful helpful items and stuff like that. So yeah, other than him and the vegetables and the frogs, I don't think. Well, I know there King Dice and the Devil. For, King Dice and the Devil were from the except, game, weren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about them. Yeah, you're right. The King Dice and the Devil are also in the game. They're like the main bosses that you fight at the end of the game. But but there was another appearance from a boss that was sort of like a small cameo at the end. Uh, do you remember uh, that dragon like that came that yes. burned down like the pig store? Yeah, yeah. That, that dragon. Yeah, he was a boss in the video game too. Okay. He was in that series. Very tragic. I kind of wondered about that because he was. It it didn't get a very big appearance in the show, but it's in the main titles, like it's flying around the the aisles. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. And and oh yeah, and you've probably seen the other characters that you can sort of see at the beginning of the show too. Then you can there's like a like a mermaid, and you can see a pirate on a ship. Yeah, if you look. Closely, yeah, those characters are also in the video game, but they haven't appeared in the series yet, which is why I'm looking forward to the to all the other episodes that drop later, okay. because I'm sure they'll make appearances there, too. Yeah, probably. What did you think of the theme song? I loved the theme song. Me too. The theme song, it was like, uh, it was a great theme song. I, that singer, her name was, I think, it, Giselle Andrea Becerra is the name of the singer, and she is amazing like i like her vocals and and i never skipped the opening sequence yeah. I that just because i love it i love the song so much yeah it's one that totally gets stuck in your head yeah this is definitely a don't skip the opening credits show yeah and you're right it did get stuck in my head it's like it's very catchy yeah i, I, I love the song well, going back to favorite episodes, my favorite episode probably is the one with the baby bottle. <laughs> that that, no, that yeah. was so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that one was funny. That's a good one. It reminded me so much of like old Looney Tunes, especially like the there's the baby in one of the old Looney Tunes shows, but it's not a baby. It's a it's an adult that pretends to be a baby. Uh, I think it's uh, like yeah. Baby Finster or something. It kind of reminded me of yeah, that. Yeah, 
babyface spinster. Yeah, it was kind. Of, I know exactly the cartoon you're talking about. It was a Bugs Bunny cartoon, yeah. and and yeah, it was kind. Of, it reminded me a lot like that. It reminded me of like uh, multiple cartoons from the classic era because there were a lot of classic cartoons about people taking care of babies, where the baby gets into trouble, but the baby doesn't really suffer any of the problems. Mm-hmm. The people who are taking care of the baby are usually the ones suffering yes. when trying to take care of the baby. And that is something that you see a lot in classic cartoons. And it was this, it, this definitely felt kind of like an homage to those types of stories. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And I, I want more of that baby. I want, I want to know where it came from, but I just want it to come back. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a really funny one. And I did like that baby, too. Like, I don't normally like the babies. The babies are kind of annoying to me most of the time. But, like, that, but that one was funny. And, like, if that baby returned in another episode, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I, I just, I loved it. Especially when it, like, turns evil. Like, it has the evil voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was super sinister. That baby creeped me out. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it, even though he's not in every episode, the devil is basically a main character. What what are your thoughts yeah. about him as a character? He is really good. I like, as I said before, I like the voice actor, but I also really like the character. He is like, uh, he's super... Um, an entertaining character. He's like, he's, he's got a very straightforward goal. He's trying to take up his soul and he's pretty much, he's like classic cartoon villain. He's constantly being spoiled, mm-hmm. but he is like a good villain because he's kind of, uh, he almost succeeds at getting his soul. He's like, he's, he's not an incompetent villain that you can't, where you can't take him seriously. It's like, it seems like you should take him seriously because he seems like, uh, sinister person who's, who's capable of taking Cuphead's soul oh, you know, he almost gets it so like I like it when villains like actually feel like real threats and a lot of times they don't feel like threats they feel like just like goofy like bumbling morons and so this one he's not really like that but so I did like him for that reason yeah, his his henchmen are the goofy bumbling morons. <laughs> yeah, there are goofy bumbling morons in the show, but yeah, there are a lot of them. But the devil himself is is uh, he seems a little uh, a little bit more well rounded. Mm-hmm. He does have moments of goofiness though, which I did really appreciate. I think my favorite scene with him is painting the fence, which is basically a Fantasia homage. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> kinda yeah. I think that he he is yeah. I'm not trying to make him sound like he was a totally serious character. He is yeah. He did have his funny moments. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, that, I loved that whole scene. It just I had, I'm not sure if I'm 100% sure of the song that was playing. It reminded me of the flower duet. It's like an opera. I, I'm not 100% sure if that's what it was or not, but. That it was just that, it was yeah. so Fantasia esque. I loved that whole scene. Yeah, it's like I I needed to I need to see it again. Yeah, actually, I, actually, you know, speaking of which, like I there was uh there was another another episode I want to highlight. Actually, I forgot about that. Is uh, you reminded me of that when you mentioned Fantasia. 
um, is uh, the one where Cuphead and Mugman go into like a, a cemetery and uh, and meet a bunch of ghosts. Oh yeah, this one I also really like. This is also one of my favorites, and the reason why I was reminded of it is because there was another scene and there was a scene in that episode that reminded me a little bit of Snow White because there were scenes oh yeah I think you know what I'm talking about there was like these trees that yes. look like they have faces yes yeah it's just, yes I thought that too yeah it's just not that Snow White oh my I'm convinced it was reminded me so much of Snow White it has to be yeah yeah I think the skeletons were were an homage to the skeleton dance too that too yeah like there are more than one disney references i could see in this episode and that i noticed the skeleton dancing too because there is a scene very similar to the skeleton dance if you've ever seen that cartoon show and you watch this one afterwards it's like you can almost tell mm-hmm. it seems like a yeah. definite omar were were the ghosts in that episode from the game um, you know what? There is a there is a boss fight in the video game where you're fighting a haunted train, and there and you're fighting multiple different kind of monsters in that one. I need to watch. I need to see that boss fight again because there were a, more than one of them, and I can't remember exactly what they looked like. But the ghost might have been in that boss fight, mm-hmm. possibly. But don't quote me on that. Well, I guess. The main other thing that I wanted to talk about was the final episode, which ended on a cliffhanger, which I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah. like, there was a there was sort of a two part episode earlier in the season, but this doesn't seem like the kind of show that you would end on a cliffhanger. But this one did, and I I I really liked it, even though I was like, no, I want more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a very like. Like I was not expecting that because, like you said, with this show, it wasn't really there wasn't really a lot of like uh, there wasn't really a big main arc that was throughout the entire show. It was mostly standalone stories, so I wasn't expecting it to end on a cliffhanger. But it was a really good cliffhanger because I immediately wanted to see what happened next, and I really want to see the next season now. Yeah, and so that yeah, was a good it was a good job, but but. You know, like TV shows in the old days, like from the 80s and 90s, like um, like DuckTales, if you ever saw that, like it's the, that show is kind of mm-hmm. kind of similar to this because DuckTales also wasn't really a show with a big arc. Like most of the stories in DuckTales were also standalone, but every once in a while there was a two-part DuckTales episode, and that happened a lot of times with Disney afternoon shows. So that was something I was used to because I grew up watching those cartoons. So like that wasn't really a thing that like was shocking to me when that happened with Cuphead. But nonetheless, the fact that it ended on a cliffhanger is something that I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. And I am totally hooked on this show now after that cliffhanger. Yeah. What did you think of Miss Chalice? Loved her. Loved her. He was a, he's a character who actually... He wasn't in the original Cuphead video game, but he is now in the Cuphead video game because he's downloadable like content now where you can so you can download her into the pre existing game and he along with another uh, a bunch of other new features can be uh played in the Cuphead game with new bosses and stuff like that. That that hasn't been released mm-hmm. yet, it's going to be later. 
So, so that's where Miss Callis came from. But I do really like the way that they created her for the TV show because he has a very retro <laughs> way of talking. He sounds like he sounds like a flapper flapper girl from the twenties. A little bit of Mae West. Like I liked that because that was something that you don't see in the any cartoons anymore it was like that mm-hmm. like classic the, the way that girls used to talk in the betty boop era you don't see that ever that's kind of what it reminded me of i was like a, a little bit of betty boop in her yeah it was a little bit from that era where like a lot every cute girl from the 20s and 30s sort of talked the same way in that mm-hmm. in, in, in america at least and that was what that felt like an homage to and so that i thought was entertaining because wow a character who sounds exactly like that type of like woman but just but not in an ironic way that makes fun of it the character is totally sincere and that's something I haven't seen in a long time. That I think might might have been my favorite thing about her because I like <laughs> I just like her voice. Mm-hmm. But also, I just really liked her as a character. She was a well written character too. Yeah, definitely. I guess before I talk about this, I, I'll, I'll give a spoiler warning. If anyone's listening who hasn't seen this, I want to talk about something that is definitely a spoiler because it's a big surprise at the end. So tune out now if you don't want to be spoiled. But at the very end of the episode, Miss Chalice turns into a ghost. Yes. And I I was not expecting that. that <laughs> is, <laughs> is that, that from the game thing. or is that or is that just a mystery to be solved later? Yeah, uh, you know what? Um that was another thing about that episode that made me really curious of that to see what happens next because I was not expecting that either. Uh the the thing uh, this, I don't know anything about Miss Chalice as a character because like I said she hasn't been released her downloadable stuff hasn't been released uh, yet. So I haven't played as her in the video game yet. But as for the thing where she turns into a ghost, there are there are moments in the Cuphead video game where it's not really anything that has to do with the plot, but like there are moments where you can turn into a ghost. Like you can turn into a ghost sometimes when you use a power up move and like you, your ghost leaves your body and then like attacks the enemy. Like, so it's like kind of like a ghost attack. Mm. And there are also, also moments in the game where you um, see yourself floating as a ghost. And if you touch it, I think you get a power up and you get like an extra one up. I think that's what happens. I need to play that again to see, to, to be sure. But, but yeah, like I do remember multiple moments in the video game where there are cuphead ghosts. And so like I am, so in in that way, I'm, I was kind of not surprised that Miss Chow turned into a ghost, but I was still not expecting it because I didn't expect it to happen like that. Like she could just willingly turn into one. Like that was surprising. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. I didn't understand that at all. And that's why I'm, looking forward to seeing the next episode because I do want to understand like, is, 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 is Miss Callis is Miss Callis dead or something like I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. why is he a ghost yeah I'm really interested to find out more about her I hope she becomes a, a more recurring character in future yeah. seasons because I really like her me too. I hope he becomes like a main character. He was like, he was only in one. I was hoping he would be in more than one. He was only in one episode. And so like, I hope he's in way more in the next season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's probably about all that I have to say about the show. Other than 
like I don't want to go into every episode because most of it is just ridiculous, funny cartoons. It's not something that you can like pick apart and dissect and talk about things in the same way you can with a deeper movie. Yeah. Other than like the, the very end of that last episode was the only thing that you could really speculate about. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you know what you could just pretty much watch this episode and watch this tv show uh, with knowing nothing about cuphead and it'll still be entertaining you're right it's, mm-hmm. it's not uh there isn't a lot of like <laughs> a lot you can really say about it you just have to watch it it's it's but it's it's because of that it's not really a deep show and it's, it's just a lot of like it's not like lord of the rings or anything it's just it's just basically it's just like you know it's like uh popeye or bugs bunny only it's like mm-hmm. in like not just in the visual style which it pays homage to those cartoons but also in the way that it tells its stories in just like one story formats but only just a little bit more deep because there are some recurring plots like the devil trying to take up mm-hmm. soul which is something that he's like always doing like in more than one episode. Like, and so, yeah, other than that, it's pretty much, you, you shouldn't be going into the show expecting something deep. You just be expecting a silly slapstick comedy. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. I guess one other thing that I forgot I was going to mention, like most of the show is a very specific animation style and homage to like 1930s, I think they call it rubber hose animation. Yeah. But I could tell with the backgrounds, they were kind of getting creative with the backgrounds because it wasn't always the same types of backgrounds. They had, I I could tell there was some CGI in there and they did stuff that it was probably CGI, but they made it look like it was like a physical prop, like, like stop motion backgrounds almost. Oh yeah. See, I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up because I completely forgot about this. This was one of my favorite things about the show because like they there were backgrounds in some of the episodes that looked like stop motion. I don't know if they were you're right, it probably was computer animated to make it look like stop motion, but that happens in classic cartoons too. They used to do that. Like if you watch um Popeye meets Sinbad the Sailor. That's probably the most famous example of a of a cartoon that features two D animated characters in like with three D backgrounds because they used to actually photograph uh, backgrounds and then put two D characters in the frame to make it look like they were in a vast three D world. They used to do that in the thirties and they paid total homage to it in this show and it looks and it looks so authentic. It looks a lot like how it looked in those Popeye cartoons. So I thought like I don't know how they did that, but they did a really good job paying homage to classic animation styles. not just the two D stuff but that background stuff too. It was really well done. Yeah, definitely. Everything that they did that was an homage to something in the past, I think they did an excellent job. Like it was perfectly executed in all of those examples. Yeah. I'm a sucker for like old classic cartoons and rubber hose animation. So it uh, almost didn't matter what this show is going to be about. I was just going to enjoy it no matter what, just because of how it looks. I just love the way the TV show looks so much. Yeah, definitely. It's really good. Yeah. Well, I guess that's probably about all we can say about Cuphead, other than if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. It's really good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows of the year so far. I recommend it. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? Yeah, if you want to like see me talk about like Cuphead, geek out about Cuphead, and a bunch of other movies, TV shows, and video games, go to Twitter, and I'm there at, at ejunkie2014, and I also have a blog called The Entertainment Junkie Blog, and you can see me go more in-depth past 280 characters uh, into a wide variety of entertainment topics. Uh, you mostly go into the history of entertainment. And uh, that blog is, uh, that web address is ejblog.com. It's either ejblog.com or ejunkieblog.com. But, yeah. but if you go to my Twitter, I'll send you the link so you can just follow that. Okay. Well, I guess until next time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of iHeart Animation. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the iHeart Movies YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.